Hey, aloha, everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold. This is the Jeff Reinbold Show, brought to you as ever by 888 Sports, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and the UK. And once again, I am joined by the one and only Michael McQuaid from Pro Football Ireland and the NFL Ireland. What do I say? Covey of Covey of podcasts or I saw that list of podcasts you put out the other day. You're like the podcast king, bro. Podcast king. Jeff, you haven't even met James Scal yet. I'm hoping to get James Scal to Galway. That's that's the perfect swerve for this podcast. We've got 30 minutes to talk about so much stuff. Like it's not even funny how much stuff we have to talk about. So very, very quickly, three weeks tonight, you'll be in Dundalk, uh, in the middle of an Irish tour. I, I'm presuming are we gonna keep that flight secret for a while? I messed up your flight, or are we gonna? We're keeping that. We're keeping that very secret. Hey, but think about this. Right now, Michael, we're forty-five minutes away from the kickoff of the national championship game. The Natty from Houston, Michigan Wolverines against the Washington Huskies, and you are all over the Michigan Wolverines. I am. And for people listening to this, you'll be listening to it on a Tuesday morning on a podcast. So yeah, I'm going to Michigan. So you can laugh at me on, on social media if you got to this point in the morning and you, you know you've won already. I, I, I'll take, I, I said Michigan 34-14. So. You called it and you told me that Blake Corum, Michigan's 5'8", 210-pound tailback, is going to score four touchdowns today against the Dogs. Let's see what happens. Uh, the next time that college game day is on is in Dublin, Ireland. So, don't know. Hopefully, might be around there at some point. We'll, we'll see. Jeff, um, what a weekend, my man! Can you believe that we and I, I'm just just generally, you know, this is it's hard to believe we've wild card weekend coming up this weekend. We'll talk about those matchups towards the end of this podcast, and we'll go into it in more detail in our weekly pick show but it's, it's hard it's hard to believe that week 18 is over the regular season is over and realistically we have two full nfl weekends until you're in ireland and until we hit the road to, to vegas and it's it's hard to believe my man it is actually it's scary biscuits it's scary it, biscuits it's amazing how fast it went isn't it you think about it's it, it, it it's, it's it's like we were back in august two weeks ago and here we go we're, we're now looking at very few games left to play in this NFL season. And then obviously the Super Bowl, the big one in Vegas, and you are going to be there on Radio Row. You're going to be there. Well, we're going to be there, and we're going to be <laughs> knocking it dead. And I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am looking forward to it because I know you've put so much work into this and the production that you guys are going to put on and what we're going to get done is going to really, really be good. Really be good. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk about the past weekend. Did you see? Where do we start, Jeff? Like, like I mean, like, go for it. I mean, is Bill Belichick done in New England for a start? Like, let let's get the secondary topics out of the way here. That looked like a man that walked off at the end. Yeah, come on. Well, yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you a little bit. You know, we talk about casualties. We've got three jobs open going into the weekend now. 24 hours later, we've got two more jobs open. You know, the Washington commander job is open. Ron Rivera was fired. And Arthur Smith was let go by the Atlanta Falcons. So there's, you know, five jobs open. Usually there's between five and eight every year. So I think, Michael, that we're, we're going to see more guys 
you know, it, it hasn't been resolved what's going on in Oakland yet. You know, there's all the kinds of stuff swirling around about Harbaugh coming back to pro football. You know, what's going to happen in New Orleans, you know, with Dennis Allen? Uh, you know, is there going to be movement in New England, which creates movement in Tennessee, which there's a lot of dominoes that, you know, have to have to be pushed over yet before we get to the end of the whole deal. There was just so much that went on with that. Um I mean, first off, I, I was watching a bit of McAfee earlier on, just casually eating my dinner, not telling the wife, put McAfee on. And they were talking about that whole situation with Arthur Smith at the end of the game against New Orleans. And just to jump in on that, what, what's what's your thoughts on that? Because the, the sort of discord, this like last 24 hours has been, oh, it's a bit of crack on McAfee. You've had, uh, what do you call him? Uh, what do you call him? Oh, my God. Skip Bale is his old partner. Oh my, I'm losing, I'm losing mine, Jeff. I'm losing my mind. Janis Jar, Janis Jar. No, NBA yeah. guy. Stephen S. Smith. Stephen S. Smith said that Jameis Winston was a disgrace, and it shows you why he was not a perennial winner. And I thought that's a bit harsh. It was one play. Like it's grand. As a coach, how would you feel if the team went to went to bother you at the end? I would have ripped his ass i might <laughs> i might have cut him in the locker room after the game i'm dead serious about that you know there's there's a there's a point where you gotta have i mean that that's a big rival game everybody gets that right and you know they wanted the guy to score and i all of it right but there's a point where you don't cross there's a line you can't cross and in my opinion they seriously crossed that line and arthur smith was obviously upset because he knew what was coming but to have it you know that exclamation point when you line up in in basically kneel down formation victory formation and then run the play that is like as cheap a shot as you can take and then for Jameis to come out and say that he audible to the play, I'm not kidding you. I would have cut him right then. Right then. Really? Without, really? I, without a shadow of doubt. That's disgraceful to the to the to his own coaching staff. It's disgraceful to his team. It's disgraceful to the league. Let's now, imagine, Mike. Um, Imagine if a somebody on the Falcons who was expecting it to be a kneel down play gets his leg rolled up on and gets hurt on that play. Because when you line up in that for that formation, what you're saying to everybody on the field is the game's over. We're going to take a knee. Everybody just stands up and, you know, because the league doesn't want guys going after each other in that situation. So now there's a you're standing up and you're not paying it. To, you know, you're you think the thing's over and somebody comes and whacks you you tear your knee up i just think that's you know that's that's what i do agree with stephen a smith about is that's some of the reason not the reason but some of the reason why Jameis is you know gone from a first first round pick and a franchise quarterback to being a backup in new orleans and um, ron rivera also gone on black friday apparently it went downhill from this moment that was the rumor in washington 
um, that the minute this happened, it was over. Uh, I'm presuming well, you can't I see that, Jeff. That's I can see that, and that what that is right there—that's guilt by association, right? So, <laughs> for people on the podcast, that's a picture of me with Ron Rivera. I have to say, I've never met a nicer man. He is never a met a nicer person. man. Great person and a great football coach, and it's been unfortunate to watch him in Carolina, which is a tough job, and then he gets goes from Carolina to Washington, which is an unbelievably tough job, and he, you know, he shepherds that team through an ownership change, through a name change, through all of the tumultuous stuff that, and you know. They had a, you know, a big scandal in the in the organization. I mean, he had to, he had to shepherd that team through all of that, and in the end, they never ask. You know, they 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 don't care about that. It's just have you won enough? Have you won enough games? For people on the podcast, if I said Black Friday instead of Black Monday, it's eleven forty eight p.m. in Ireland, and I'm I'm working I'm working the beef to try and get this podcast out on Tuesday morning, lads. So don't hate me. Thanks, Irish Cowboys, for the comment there. We'll talk about the Cowboys in two seconds. We're not going to give Black Friday enough credit here because there's so much going on. It's really interesting for me to see the new ownership structure in Washington bring in some big-time execs that have worked across the leagues in different sports. Um, you're seeing something quite similar at the moment with soccer and Manchester United with Ineos bringing them in. and it. I get, it begs to sort of see if it actually works or not. But certainly Washington are in for a very interesting few years. Will they change the name again? Will they do something else? It it really just depends. Um, Wink Martindale's out in New York. Uh, I can't believe, Jeff, Brian Dable's still in the job. And I really feel that Brian Dable might have saved his job yesterday. And we're going to talk about the Eagles in a second. Because what in the frig is going on there, Jeff? you you, you got to break this down for me because like, there's so much negativity there and it's like well they now go into Tampa Bay which we'll talk about down the stretch of the weekend here and I'm starting to see a situation where Baker Mayfield knocks the Eagles out of the playoffs six weeks ago the Eagles could do nothing wrong nothing well, wrong I think there's only one time a team has been 10 and 1 and finished with 11 wins in an NFL season I think it's only happened once before and that is an that's an incredible free fall and when you consider it in in particular, they've been relatively healthy through that whole time, right? It hasn't like they haven't lost great stretches of time with their with their quarterback out like some teams have. And they have just fallen apart on defense. Michael, they are giving up, I think, second or third most points per game in the National Football League. And it's with a group of players that are extremely talented. I mean, how many teams in the NFL right now would trade on paper anyway, would trade their front four for Philadelphia's front four and the depth that they have, right? Would you, how many guys, how many teams would like to have Bradbury and Slay playing corner for you, right? I mean, and then they go get Bayard to play safety inside. I mean, this team's got talent at all three levels on defense and they're not stopping anybody. So when all that comes down and you're not moving the ball offensively and you can't run it and all that comes down, it's going to come down in one place and that's on the head coach. And I think Sirianni is now starting to get some serious heat. You're always going to get heat in Philadelphia, but I think he's getting some serious heat in Philadelphia. Look, 
you can always have a drop off. A drop off is always expected. It's a long season. It's eighteen weeks of the season. You've got seventeen games. For them to have it, is it are, are they two and five since Kansas City? I mean, it's not even that the fact they're two and five. It's the way that defense has regressed. You know, you bring you, you elevate Matt Patricia into a job, and it's like, well, why work out this? Don't don't you don't have to bring in Matt Patricia. Work it out. You've got seven weeks left of the regular season. Don't ruin the locker. Like it's quite obvious to to the naked eye. Maybe I'm wrong. That I think Sirianni's lost the locker room. Well, I think I think there's a strong chance that that's happened. I, you don't know unless you're in the locker room, obviously. But I think if you're reading tea leaves, everything points in that direction. Because ultimately, if the locker room's strong, right, and you're as talented as these guys are, it fixes itself, right? They take care of it themselves. But if the if the locker room's fractured. And all the A.J. Brown stuff that we've seen and all of that, if the locker room is truly fractured, that's when it unravels in these kinds of times. And, you know, I'll let you be the judge of whether it's unraveled or not. Um, Emmett Ryan, friend of the podcast. A lot of people comment live, but we'll try and get your comments in. We're just, Jeff is in an undisclosed location, which is not Dundalk, and we can't talk about it. But also, this is like a late night Let's get a podcast on. So if we don't get your questions in, we'll get them in on Thursday. We do appreciate it. We're live on X right now. Emmett Ryan saying the next Washington Commanders head coach should be Big Sam Allardyce. That went well for Leeds whenever he took over last year, Jeff. Anywho, um, back on that. I mean, I, I I know you watch Leeds religiously every weekend. And we're, and we're not, you see our goal the weekend, Patrick Bamford. You know, I'm just going to tell you that we are just about ready to go back up. And once we go back up, we ain't never coming down again. Right. I'm going to save this one. We, 14 minutes. And I'm going to save that video for the day it happens. I think we actually had a live show on this the day he's got relegated. Back to the football. Uh, skip back over to Saturday night. Two different elements. We'll try and touch them both at the same time. Firstly, for me, Jeff, it looks now, and this is the, the benefit of us waiting a little bit longer to do a podcast instead of like last night or earlier this evening. TJ Watt, a grade two, a grade two MCL sprain extremely unlikely he'll play this weekend. It's going to take him at least two weeks. The Steelers obviously have a chance, but they get over the line against the Ravens, albeit it was backups. And then, on like, I, Jeff, I was so impressed with CJ Stroud. Oh, my God. I was, saying, I was watching what did I tell? Run, the way he, the way he controls you? himself, the way he talks, everything. But that there was that one play to, was it, was it Nico Collins, that first touchdown on Saturday night? And you're like, oh, my God, we're watching... I don't want to say it. We're, we're watching the generational talent here, but like, it's unreal. What did I tell you? Why do you not trust me? I trust you, you so much. Why do you, when, I, when I came to Sky, one of the first things they did was say, who's the most valuable player in the league? And I said, CJ Stroud, and everybody went, what? The guy led the team that couldn't get out of its own way this time last year to 10 wins and the playoffs, right? Now tell me there's another guy more valuable than him in the National Football League. The Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow, and they stayed in the playoff hunt until the last week, right? So, I mean, I'm just saying the guy is, the guy is it. He's got it. He is he. He is he. 
I like it. Yeah, there was there was some interesting comments on our TikTok when we put that video up in a good way. There was people agreeing. There was there was also like Jaguars fans putting all these laughing emojis in. I am so intrigued to see how they play against Cleveland at the weekend. We'll talk about that in a second. But Demigo Ryan, what, think, what a job! What do you think? What do you think about Cinderella losing her slipper on Sunday? Cin- Cinderella losing her slipper. Yeah, Joe what? Flacco, your your Cinderella story, Cinderella boy. He's all right. He was right. He he was fine. He was just sitting on a bench laughing. He's fine. He's grand. He'll be fine. I, I I seen literally somebody commented earlier on there was like a, getting all young here and hip. There was a TikToker and Instagram reel. The biggest comment was like, what Super Bowl do you want? Somebody said Browns Lions. And I got like 5,000 likes. I was like, yeah, that's the Super Bowl we all want. And yeah, that would be fun. That would be crazy in Vegas. I'm just telling you. I think I think you would find that hard because you're a, a closet Detroit Lions fan, aren't you? Like, No, yeah. I'm not in the closet. I'm out of the closet. Right. Okay, that's great. I'm 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 delighted for you. Um, staying on the Texans, staying the AFC South, Jeff, the Jags. Um, it's funny because it sort of was like a vice versa of last year. They get over the line very sort of close last year. This year it doesn't happen for them, and it's amazing because I recall sitting on a podcast with you circa seven weeks ago saying, "Oh my God, the Jags could literally make a run at the AFC here," and they're out. They're gone. And did, I like, agree, did I agree with you? You no. did. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. You Go didn't. back and check the tape. <laughs> but when you have, like Jeff, the threats that they had in the offense, what has happened? Is it Lawrence's injury? Is it the regression from that? What do you pinpoint from that? I seen they were selling playoff tickets for the middle of December, and now it's become a meme. I'm just inserting this into the conversation. There's Jeff, they're still on sale. Right now, you can buy them. They're $180 a pop. I'm not even joking. And everyone's like, when's the game going to be played? Oh, I just bought 10 and all this. I swear to God, that's actually happening right now. But what happened? Well, I think it was a combination of a lot of things, right? They got injuries, hit them. Trevor got hurt. You know, they went through a tougher stretch of the season. They played some tough teams and didn't win. And then all of a sudden... um, you know, it can snowball on you really fast. And, you know, I, I see Ross Stewart says, when do we have an un- uncomfortable conversation about Trevor Lawrence? I don't know if it's time to go there yet, right? I, you still see too many good things out of the kid. Like, he threw a po- he threw a post cut in that game. It was a beautiful throw, right? And, you know, this, they're still a work in progress somewhat, the Jaguars. So, you know, again, I, I just think that it's, you know, it's overreaction Monday every Monday during the NFL season. And, you know, here we are on Monday. More so also the fact that it's overreaction Monday where you've got how many teams, 20 teams that will not play a down of football for nine months again. So it does get, you know, deeper and deeper and deeper. I, I want to bring one thing in there because we're, we'll probably not talk about the Chargers. So I think Ross has, has said it as well. Thanks everyone for your comments on X Live. You know they're in they're in cap hell. They pay Justin Herbert in the offseason. I think they have a year left to go on that rookie deal. I'm nearly certain that the Jags have not paid. Obviously, it's too early. They have not paid Trevor Lawrence outside of, of his rookie deal. They were in that you know they were in a window last year. They certainly the feeling of Jacksonville was this was the year that they make further progress. So I'm I'm really interested to see what Shad Khan, Doug Peterson do because you bring like obviously Calvin Ridley comes back from that suspension. You basically have a new running back in Travis Etienne, and they can't 
even get to the wild card. There, I find that really interesting. Think about it, Mike. Think about it. They're probably not quite good enough in a couple positions yet, right? And, you know, Evan Ingram is a hot and cold guy at tight end, you know, so he makes a great play and then he clanks one off his hands and he gets picked in the game, right? That's been his history throughout his NFL career. So I don't think they're quite good enough up front yet. I don't think they're quite good enough on defense yet, right? And so they are what they are. Remember what Bill Parcells said so many years ago, and it still rings true. You are what your record says you are. And the Jaguars are a good team, not a great team. What about what, about what this guy said? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? You kidding me? <laughs> it's that time. Okay, tell me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take my. Show, I'm gonna take my own show back over. Right for for five minutes. Okay. Now you tell me. What's your favorite game for Wild Card Weekend? Jeff, you're putting me in the spot here. I actually have a graphic ready for you. Did they make? I didn't make a few minutes for the whole group, but like literally, there, there, there is a graphic that I'm going to put on the screen to talk about. It's hard because I feel like we haven't had too much time to sort of condense the fact that this is the game this weekend. I'm completely lying right now. Do you know what the big? Do you know what the biggest game is this weekend, Jeff? Let's see it. If I can put it on the screen. What's your graphic? Board, what am I doing? What am I doing with this right now? <laughs> completely ruined the screen. Here it is. So. Just, yeah, just you come over here just a wee bit for a second. Yeah, I'll I'm over there. I can, I, I can see. It's so obvious, Jeff. It's obviously Sunday Night Football. The Lions and the Rams. Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Jared Goff going back. We're going back, sorry, facing his old team in LA, coming into Detroit. The first playoff game in Detroit in 30-odd. I think I wasn't even born the last time they had a playoff game, Jeff. Or I was a very young man, let's put it that way. I was born at a very young age. Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Bucks, Patriots-esque, going back. He's got his ring. And Matthew Stafford could potentially knock out the Detroit Lions. Man, the Rams look like the Rams, like Puka. We haven't even talked about Puka yet. That's, that, for me, that's the, like, that's the game of the weekend for me by a country mile. I really don't like the Monday night matchup. I don't want the Monday night matchup. I don't think anybody in Europe does. Um, I don't like the Tampa Bay Philly matchup. That was actually, ironically, in the same stadium last year on the same night that was Tom Brady's final ever NFL game against the Dallas Cowboys. And your boy fell asleep in the second quarter and missed Tom Brady's last game. Um, Jeff, they're all great because you've got, I, like, I mean, let, let's just let's just talk about this, man. I, I, like, obviously, for a start, I'll... I, I'll go through it and then you feel free to pop in after and give your thoughts. But we talked there with CJ Stroud. They're going to face a team now at home. NRG Stadium has not had that electric atmosphere in such a long, long, long time, if ever. There, there's been the odd wild card game, but I really feel like the Texans are closer to where they want to be. Flacco coming in. The Browns have had, technically had a week off. It's going to be intriguing. Kansas City, Miami, a repeat of, of Frankfurt. I think Miami wins that game. And we'll talk about that more on Thursday. I think I think the Chiefs are done. The really intriguing one is Buffalo Pittsburgh because I seen uh, Stefan Diggs say to Josh Allen option in their football four more wins. And I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see. I, I I really I'm not. I know they won against Miami, but I'm not 
completely convinced about Buffalo yet. Um, I can't call Tampa Bay Philly. I really can't. And this is why this is so tight. Like you can see Baker Mayfield making a making a march here, uh, and Dallas Green Bay. I, <laughs> we haven't even talked about Jordan Love yet. I mean, like this is the beautiful thing for Packers fans right now. They go into Jerry World on Sunday at four thirty Eastern, nine thirty Ireland UK. 7 a.m. on Wednesday, Jeff's time in Hawaii. They go into Jerry World with no expectation, no pressure, just go out and play a bit of football. And I think that is so dangerous for Dallas. We've it's 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 the second week of January. It's the Dallas Cowboys. We all know what's coming here at some point, whether it's this week or next week, potentially. Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield are two guys. I just, I just feel like Jordan Love could make a push this weekend, and if the Packers go to Dallas and beat them, this podcast is going to be very interesting next Monday. Here, hell of a lineup, Jeff. It's almost as if it's scripted. You know, Tyreek Hill going back to face the Chiefs, Goff, Stafford, um, and then obviously, what's the other one? What's the other big story then? I should. I think. I, I think. All of them are big stories, right? Every every there, one but these. there's like one headline, like you know, oh, they fix this. There is well, one well, headline. I think it's com- they're all compelling games. You know what's shocking to me, Mike, is over here, you listening to the sports talk and you listening to guys that handicap games and all this stuff. There are a there are a strong number of people who believe that the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl because they've got you know. They've got Miami at home, right? They, I, I just think that the Chiefs have to get through some really good football teams, right? Miami team at is, home, and then, and then it would be Cleveland or Houston at home. Yeah, I would, I would think yes, because they're higher seed, right? Yeah. And so now, but yet you still are going to have to play, you know, some pretty good football down the stretch, and you're going to have to find a way to beat the Ravens. So I think that you look at the the Bill, excuse me, the the Chiefs and the Dolphins is an incredible one to me because the Dolphins. We talk about Philadelphia folding up their tent. How about the how about the Dolphins lately? So now they got to go on the road. They had an opportunity. They had it in their hands to have home field advantage through the playoffs, and they screwed it up. They're going to have to go and play in the cold now. They're going to have to go and play in the noise at Arrowhead. Tyreek is going back to Arrowhead, right? Think about that. Think about how he was so vocal when he couldn't go in November. He was so vocal about it. When I when I was in Kansas City in 2000, we opened preseason with the with the Redskins at home, right? And I was shocked. It was a preseason game, and you couldn't hear yourself think on the sideline, right? Imagine what it's going to be like when the Dolphins come in there, right? And and if anybody's defense is set up to give the Dolphins trouble, it, it's Kansas City's, right? Because Snead will probably travel with Tyreek the whole day, right? And they'll put a, they'll put a guy, they'll put a safety on top of him and all that stuff because they know what they're, they know the animal that they're competing against, right? So that one is really compelling to me. I like the Cowboy uh, Packer game for a lot of the things you talked about, 
Mike McCarthy uh, as well against the Packers. Uh, Irish Cowboys said that. That was the one thing. They've scripted this, Jeff. Mike McCarthy facing the Cowboys in the playoff? Or facing the Packers in the, in the playoff? Think about it. it, it well, think about it. You know, you got so many great storylines in every single game, right? And Buffalo-Pittsburgh. Well, those, those two teams are a, a three-hour car ride away from one another. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be an environment, right? And so, can they so can they hold up without T.J. Watt? Well, Nick Herbig has started to play really well down the stretch, right? You still got Highsmith. Don't don't you know? You know, send out wake invitations for the Pittsburgh Steelers yet, right? They're they're still a pretty good football team, and Buffalo is maybe the hottest team in football right now, right? You could argue that. I think you could argue that. They go, I mean, and they've started, like they made a play on special teams against Miami. They return oh. a punt for a touchdown. It's just like they're finding ways to win, Mike, and that's what you got to be able to do in the playoffs. What about that? Thing? I, was, I think it was Arizona, Jeff. I just want to bring it up so I just, just so you have it. Was it the Arizona fake punt that we seen at the weekend? That's beautiful. You, you, you must have loved that, no? Hey, anytime the special teams get a little love, I, I love it. I think you're right in what you're saying about the Steelers. Like, look, obviously, Michael hosts a podcast with the franchise. Of course, I'm going to be biased. This is the one thing I can't do this year, and I'm safe enough. I'm half an hour into this podcast. I can say this. You know what Super Bowl pick em challenge everyone's doing today? Like, oh, look at my picks. I can't. If I pick the Steelers to beat the Bills, I'm going to be crucified online going, oh, that, yeah, you said this. Then, like, I think, like, I think the Ravens are going to win the whole thing. So I can't say that publicly either on Twitter. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it'll be the Ravens against the 49ers? Yes, I do. I, I think, I think at the minute, I think what you've explained there, a couple of really interesting elements. I think the Miami Kansas City game. And then the thing that I've mentioned there, I think there's a couple of different things. I think Jordan Love or the frankly the Cowboys putting the complete marker down on them. Or Matthew Stafford going into Detroit and knocking out the darlings. I think if any of those things happened, the tide turns. I think any of those teams can win a Super Bowl. I, here's, I really truly believe that when you've got Matthew Stafford, you've got a guy who's good enough to take you to the Super Bowl if you can just get enough stops on defense, right? Now, when you talk about the Lions, the Lions are a dangerous team because the Lions are like they don't know they don't know. You know what I mean? They don't know that they don't know. And those are dangerous teams. The Cowboys, to me, if you talk about a team that could, you know, all of a sudden get on fire and and go deep, deep into this thing and even possibly to the Super Bowl, it's a cowboy team. But I think lights are our accommodation would all be canceled. But yes, that would happen. I'm just telling <laughs> you, I think that all of that is all possible. That's why it's so intriguing, why everybody wants to, you know, get to next Sunday and as fast as we can. Like I'm not going to ask you this every week, so I'll ask you this now, and we'll not ask it again, just to close this out for tonight. Um, who's your two teams in Vegas? Because, look, not to go into the conversation around it and spoiler for people, we have big plans that week. It's it's going to be a great week. We're, we're obviously going to have time together in Ireland the week before. There's some really cool news coming next week as well. Keep the socials going there. But 
what two teams do you think we will be watching in three and a half weeks time all right when we talk about it today i'm gonna say the ravens all right and the 49ers but coming out of this weekend i reserve the right to change my mind because of all the things we just talked about right i really truly believe that you know there's Mike, I've done it both ways where you've had to play four games to win a championship and I've had it where you had two weeks off before you even played. And I will tell you this, once you're playing well, for most guys, they'd rather keep playing. They don't want the momentum to stop, the focus to soften, the all of that, right? And so is that are the how are the Ravens going to handle that? How are the 49ers going to handle that? Who's going to get hot? Who's going to, you know, who's going to get hurt? All of that stuff is really, really key in this whole equation. Adrian Collins, just to round it off for you, my man, you commented on our Instagram there now saying the Eagles might surprise everyone with a comeback. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's, and, okay, there's another team. Let's say, let's say something happens in that locker room. Whoever their lead guy is, you know, whether it's, you know, Jason Kelsey, whether it's Hurts, whether it's, you know, I don't know who their real leader is, stands up and, and they clear the air and they just say, let's forget about the effing coaches, forget about the calls, forget about, let's go play football. And they get hot. Well, they've been, they've been within two minutes of winning the Super Bowl 12 months ago, right? And, the and they're a better football team on paper anyway. Time will tell, Jeffrey. Time will tell. Uh, are we back on Thursday night? Are we like? Are, are you allowed to be online from your deep man cave at the moment, just wherever you are in Athlone there? Yeah. Well, you just gotta. We gotta coordinate the time zone because we're like half a world apart, right? We're ten hours apart. Ten hours. And the funny thing is, it takes you like ten hours to fly to LA. Do you get that flight sorted to Honolulu yet? Yeah. Yeah. Don't start with me on my flight schedule yet. All right. We're definitely talking about that off camera. Finally, have you have you any? Uh, and we will be we need to talk about it. Have you any final questions around Ireland for people listening? L i n k t r. dot ee slash nfl Ireland slash Reinbold. Jeff just, is um, flying just in the box. Just one question: If they haven't bought a ticket yet, what the f are you waiting for? I agree. We've got guests coming to. Um, Galway to Dundalk and to hopefully Limerick, a really good guess actually, and to Dungannon at the moment. And that will all become a lot more clearer next week. Ben Mortimer is also joining us in Cork for a pint or two. That, that's going to be interesting. And um, yeah, like that's, like that's two or three weeks away, which is nuts. I haven't told Jeff yet, but I have got four hours and 20 minutes to get down to Galway, which takes three hours and 45 and add traffic into that the show could start late for anyone coming to Galway but really really yeah. excited I just want to give, just give a big thanks to um, American Football Ireland because a few guys have been sharing the links for more rural places like Dundalk there's like 50 people going to Dundalk now, which is class like a little town is nuts so um, and like that will continue to grow over the next few weeks once we announce guests and stuff so Really excited. Jeff obviously is going to have a bit of tape on in some shows of the theater as well. So if you re if you really want to have that experience, um, come to the Mac Theater in Belfast. That's Jeff's biggest show ever. 
there's still a few floor tickets left and um yeah that's it jeffrey are you going to get hey, some weed next night or what's the crack yeah hey, i'm gonna i've got things to do I, I, you know i'm not just gonna go sleep right? i got work to do. like me okay yeah. hey well listen to everybody thank you so much for joining us again this week uh this has been our live version of the Jeff Reinbold Show brought to you by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in Ireland and the UK and Pro Football Ireland, the NFL Ireland. How do I say this? Is Like, what is it? Like your group of podcasts? Don't be putting that picture up again. Network of podcasts. The Pro Football Ireland Network of Podcasts on Spotify, YouTube, and all Apple Apple outlets where reputable podcasts (laughs) just search Pro Football Ireland God bless good night take care aloha